0: and joe
1: and joe that's right
0: we're gonna make some board badly <laughs> poorly
1: we are married and yep. we like making each other watch movies that we like yep. kind of joe what did we watch this week
0: we watched uncle nino nope, nino nino uncle nino
1: all right so i'm <laughs> going to a great start i'm going to do a little bit of a dis- disclosure here um i feel awful for making you watch this movie
0: <laughs> thank you <laughs>
1: Okay, so this was a very nostalgic choice for me, mm-hmm. if you'll recall. Which
0: which last time last that time, you chose, it worked out great. It was, a, it was amazing. A, it was great.
1: It was a wonderful movie. This time, however, I think I, bit, I uh, was remembering things a bit differently. You flooped up, Katie. A little bit. Um, so we'll talk about a lot of the reasons why I liked this movie as a kid. And we'll also talk about some things that makes me wonder... Where was my head when I was a kid? Um, So, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about this terrible, terrible movie?
0: (sighs) Okay. So, there's a family in America. And they're not connected. They don't communicate very well. There's a mother. There's a father. There's a son. And there's a daughter. The father wants a promotion. The mother wants... What does she even want? I don't know. She
1: To feel like she has meaning or something.
0: The mother wants, I guess, purpose. Yeah. The son wants his band to win the battle of the bands. Mm-hmm. And the daughter wants a dog. Yes. <laughs> Everybody in this movie has really dire stakes, right? Every, every, <laughs> everyone's got these life or death issues that they're fighting for and not white people problems at all. Enter Uncle Nino. He's Italian and presumably doesn't speak English. And he sent a letter a while ago, or he sends he sends a letter like a day before he comes to America. No, what is you it? You weren't paying attention. They at the like, of the got movie. the letter.
1: He sent the letter like a couple weeks prior to his arrival. Um, the daughter Gina, she had been taking the mail up to her room looking for catalogs and magazines and stuff. Oh, because so she she's was, a girl. Because she was stockpiling the mail. So by the time the dad actually got it, it was like the day he was going to arrive.
0: That's stupid. See. Um, so Uncle Nino, he shows up unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. The dad has to go to Toronto or something for business. Yes. Um, And now he can't because Uncle Nino's here.
1: You really weren't paying attention at the beginning of this movie. It's really
0: weird how convoluted the story is. <laughs> anyway, the father had some business thing. Yes. But he, but the business thing kind of got mucked up because Uncle Nino was here. Yes. And then throughout the movie, Uncle Nino decides to act like it's Italy, and um, I have crumbs all over me. <laughs> I really like sweet potato chips, and you can send those to P.O. box. Um. So, throughout the movie, Uncle Nino works to um, divide the family even more before ultimately bringing them together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He does this by basically acting like it's Italy and not America and refusing to be socialized at all. So, he does things like gets mom drunk at
1: He didn't 2 p.m. get her drunk.
0: Well, that's, I think I think she got pretty toasted. Um, we just don't show up, but she, she did look pretty hungover that next morning. So, he presumably gets her drunk and maybe even sleeps with her. We don't know.
1: <laughs> that is false. That did not he, happen.
0: He decides to um, capitalize on the popularity of Yellow Card and, and join the son's band um, with his violin. Mm-hmm. He buys the daughter a dog. Mm-hmm. He tears up the lawn. Not the dog, but Uncle Nino. <laughs> <laughs> and decides to plant an actual farm, uh, which he calls garden. It a garden. Um. And he comes to work with the father, which I don't know why they thought that that would be a good idea. And he tries to serve everyone salami. <laughs> um,
1: which is not a euphemism.
0: No, <laughs> because he'd already served it to the mother. Maybe no, he didn't. we don't know. It's up for interpretation. <laughs> um, So he does all these things throughout the movie. And then eventually the son wins the battle of the bands. Mm-hmm. The daughter gets to keep the dog. Mm-hmm. The father realizes that he loves his family more than he loves his job and the mother just is drunk on wine all the time so she's pretty happy. Why is the mother in this movie?
1: <laughs> Cuz she's part of the family. All right. So, I guess I think we can pretty much gather that you did not enjoy this movie.
0: Not at all.
1: <laughs> there were no redeeming qualities for you?
0: Um The black kid was nice. Um, let's see. What were the redeeming qualities? Crickets. I mean, the dog was cute. Yes. Um.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you didn't really like anything about this movie. No. (laughs) Um, so. Obviously, okay, so you mentioned something in your description that I don't know if I necessarily agree with. You said that Uncle Nino refused to be socialized into American culture.
0: He was pretty clueless the entire time.
1: He was clueless. However, he's old. He's very traditionally Italian. Okay. And he had never been to America before. He didn't know anybody there. He had met the he met the dad robert when robert was a kid but that Mm. was it um so he didn't know anyone he didn't really have anything going in his life he decided to come to america because he wanted to see his brother's grave his brother is robert's father
0: that's what makes him uncle nino
1: yes yeah um so he came because he had been feeling guilt his entire life that he missed his brother's funeral because he was in jail. Uh-huh. Um, so I actually don't think that he was refusing to socialize and conform to sort of American ways of life. I think it was more so nobody was taking the time to explain to him how things worked and why things like playing your violin at the crack of dawn is not something that you do in a Chicago suburb. I think everybody was sort of just putting up with him and didn't really want to help him acclimate.
0: Sure, because uh, the family doesn't communicate, which is why they're a disjointed, broken family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, So we get to see that time and time again through all manner of unfunny ways uh, through the eyes of Uncle Nino, who I think we're supposed to identify with. I think he's the one that we're supposed to...
1: I don't know. I don't know if i would agree with that actually like
0: who who am i supposed to identify with this uh, with in this movie
1: i think it was more so they tried to put in a person for every viewer to identify with oh. i don't think it was well the daughter has one. like two
0: lines in the entire movie yeah. And they're all about the dog. She didn't She didn't even show up until like 20 minutes into the that's, movie. No,
1: that's not true. Like,
0: they mentioned you her were a few not times before attention. you even see She was her. in
1: the first scene of the movie. The second scene of the movie. The first scene was Uncle okay. Leo in Italy. But then
0: we don't see her for like 20 minutes. So? So she's not in there for little girls watching the movie.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: But it's... So I can't tell. Like, is it the dad that I'm supposed to to identify with? It's But like up his to you. his job is so vague. He just has like the Anderson account which he needs to get. Mm-hmm. And his boss just keeps yeah, throwing stuff at him.
1: That's that's a thing that I particularly was annoyed with upon this my second viewing of this movie was that like there's a lot of things and none of it was fleshed out.
0: Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that's, had, that's what I'm trying to get at.
1: It had potential. There was potential there, I believe, for it to be, like, a wholesome family feel-good movie. And it kind of just came off as a pile of crap, to be Yeah honest.
0: they they Yeah, they, they took a formula, a time-tested formula, mm-hmm. and somehow just put in all the wrong numbers.
1: Yeah, it... So, okay. When we first see Uncle Nino... He Mm -hmm. is in a beautiful Italian landscape, which we learned from the credits was actually filmed in Italy, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um,
0: So so presumably the people making this movie were trying to make a good movie, which is interesting, but okay.
1: (laughs) So we see him. We kind of get his interaction with a couple people in Italy. He seems like a well-liked person. Sure. He seemed like he had a very small life, but he enjoyed it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And then we get sort of hit in the face with, oh, look at this funny old Italian man who's going to make fun or going to look stupid in all of these American situations. Like when he comes into the airport, he uses the women's restroom because he apparently doesn't understand that the dress means women's. Traditionally, I mean, don't uh, I I never mind. That whole thing is stupid to begin with, but
0: yeah so already Politics. already already strike one right it's yeah. a fish out of water story
1: i that's what that's what i was trying to get at yeah i know how much of a disdain you have for fish out of water stories
0: for the most part so sometimes going, they're done right
1: so i was going to ask you to sort of explain this movie as the fish out of water story and how it could have succeeded if it could have
0: okay so, a fish-out-of-water story, for those of you who don't know, is a story where there's a character that we are supposed to identify with who goes to a strange land. And you get, they, they find themselves in a situation or place that is alien to them, and therefore, I think supposed to be alien to us, and then we figure out the, the, the land through the eyes of the main character. Mm-hmm. Which, if we're looking at this as a fish-out-of-water story, that would be Uncle Nino. Yes. So, we are supposed to identify with Uncle Nino. So, young children who are watching this movie are supposed to identify with an, an elderly Italian criminal. So, that's that's uh, so already maybe not doing quite <laughs> so good of a job. Um, the reason why fish-out-of-water stories are almost always bad is they're people try to use them comedically mm-hmm. and they always go for the lowest common denominator comedy, which is, I don't know what's going on. What's going on. And, and then we, we end up not identifying with the main character because we suddenly have more knowledge about the situation than the main character does. And we're supposed to laugh at them because how wacky are they being? Mm-hmm. We're supposed to laugh at uncle Nino because he's playing the violin at the crack of dawn even though it looked like it was noon outside Mm -hmm. um, in a Chicago suburb and that's supposed to be funny because isn't it so funny because that's like not what you do Mm -hmm. like you're supposed to not ever talk to your neighbors unless you're throwing what you think is their son's cigarette butts back on your lawn or on their lawn which again the characters in this movie have the weirdest motivations in in the entire world and then eventually the fish out of water figures out how to breathe with lungs instead of gills. Yes. So they're, they're more of a frog now. <laughs> anyway, eventually the fish out of water acclimates themselves to the new situation and ends up making the situation better with their new perspective, mm-hmm. with their unique perspective, right? So, so Marty McFly goes to the future and and saves it because he he has the knowledge of the past. Yeah. You know, um uh, uh, So th- there's a fish out of water TV show that I'm watching right now that I really like, which is called Lilyhammer on Netflix, mm-hmm. where uh, an Italian American mobster goes into witness protection and goes to a small town in Norway and ends up acting like a New York City mobster, but in the small town in Norway. And so it's funny because he he doesn't understand, like, the super left Politics and and society of Norway, but uses his brash Italian American mobster things to just get stuff done. And so it's funny because he's sort of overpowering the situation rather than letting the situation overpower him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So yeah, this is. I guess you could look at it as a fish out of water story where Uncle Nino is the fish out of water. Um, because he does in the end make the situation better using all of his Italian values, Mm -hmm. you know, his traditional Italian values end up bringing the family closer together and happier as people. And then he, he goes away. Mm -hmm. So it's successful in that, in that, like the goal of the story is to have uncle Nino come in, make the family stronger and dip. Mm -hmm. And so he does. It's just that. In no way is it entertaining to watch him do that. Because he does it in a really roundabout way. Um, And it's because of the family being so self-absorbed that they don't figure it out sooner. Mm -hmm. Because he asks on day one, can we go to the graveyard, please? And the dad's like, you're a burden, no. Yeah. And by the time they get to... Which could be, could be weeks later, weeks or months oh, yeah, later. It like it's later. it's a long time later. Even though the seasons never change, but it's fine. He was there for a long time, and he goes and and he has his big breakdown, and he's crying, and he's talking, and he and he explains himself why he wants to go, why he wanted to come to America, why he wanted to do the stuff. He was in prison, blah 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 blah. And the father has his breakthrough based on that story. If he had said, "Oh yeah, no, we'll go during my lunch," mm-hmm. Uncle Nino would have done the same thing, and he would have said, "Oh." Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the movie would be 10 minutes long.
1: Yeah. Um, So I think that I would argue that, well, like you said, the fish out of water aspect of this movie was relatively successful. It's just that the everything else they tried to pack in just dragged it down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it would have been an even better movie if we focused on Uncle Nino literally the entire time. Um like we didn't have like the backstory about the family while he was on the plane to America. Mm -hmm. Like we started with Uncle Nino in Italy. I think it would have been interesting to see the family like through his eyes, kind of. Mm -hmm. Um because the whole like family not connecting thing is sort of done to death. Um so just sort some sort of like interesting spin on it could have made it better.
0: Yeah, because they did it in 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 the most stereotypical way. Traditional way, yeah. Like there there's no f- flavor to that yeah. at all. It's the the son is angsty, the dad doesn't want to listen, the dad is busy, the mother is tired, mm-hmm. you know. And the daughter is just in there because the executive said we need to have a girl child character in this movie.
1: Mhm. Um I mean, that being said, I think there were, like, moments of this movie that I enjoyed. Um, perhaps this is silly, but I really liked the song that they did for. Battle oh, of the really? Because yeah. I hated it. Oh, I thought it was like I just loved that. I liked.
0: You like you, you like Yellow Card, don't you? You you were a big I mean, Yellow f- Card fan school. back in middle school. Yeah. But
1: no, it wasn't like the the lyrics or the melody or anything like i just like it sort of had some sort of emotional impact on me i think because uncle nino was in the band or whatever but i just thought that was a a nice moment
0: it was interesting how they didn't tell us that there were any lyrics until the battle of the band scene i was thinking were they playing too. the song in its entirety mm-hmm. um which could have been a good idea if the melody wasn't so dang awful yeah because we have we hear it so many times during umpteen montages Mm-hmm. Because it's the only song that this band has written. <laughs> and, um, like, it's not a good song, I think. Like, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was just kind of like, during the Battle of the Band scene, I was just kind of like, oh, hopefully this is the last time I have to hear this song this movie. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to our beginning Again discussion, where I say, it's really hard to have art or music in a movie that you have to make the audience believe is amazing yeah um in begin again they did a decent job because the music was pretty good yeah You know, it was all right it, mm-hmm. was, yeah, it was pretty standard like indie pop but it was, it was good you yeah. know uh this song is just not good it, it sounded like it was written by a bunch of middle school or freshmen high school freshmen well, because it was. So it was believable but like that doesn't make it a good the song also, i want to hear this
1: movie came out early 2000s yeah. so like that was sort of the thing back then it's
0: kind of a bad time for music
1: yeah but i mean i think it it felt if well when i first watched this movie like it felt a lot more relevant
0: yeah because well, um, you were 16 years younger that's
1: true um yeah i mean obviously this movie was a big ball of cheese, but <laughs> i do think yeah. <laughs> that there were some there were some parts of it that i enjoyed um like i don't know like i actually don't want to talk about that right now i want to talk about (laughs) okay (laughs) um how like disappointed i was on the second viewing Mm. of this movie so this was a very nostalgic choice for me again i think i was sort of riding high from the Mm Polly movie that i ended up loving yeah it was great um but
0: I was expecting to hate that movie too.
1: Yes, I know.
0: So, so when Uncle Nino started, I was just like, "All right, that's another one. Great, we're gonna hit it out of the park." So maybe my expectations are too high too.
1: So when I first watched this movie, it was with my dad and my older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I don't know, like eight, maybe. I don't know. I don't actually know what year this movie okay. actually came out. You were I was a young, young child. I was like, I was maybe ten or so.
0: You you were the the target audience.
1: Yeah. Um, and I remember it just feeling like it was just such a feel good movie for me. Um, like throughout the years, like I'd never like seeked this movie out. Sook, seeked. Sought. Sought. (laughs) English major, everybody. (laughs) That's me. Uh, I never sought this movie out. Like I didn't like say, Hey, I want to rent this movie and watch it again. But like, I do like remember looking this movie up a couple of times throughout the years saying, Oh, yeah, Uncle Nino. I remember watching that when I was a kid and really liking it. So I would look it up and I would like look it up on IMDb and there's like nothing there. And I looked it up on Wikipedia and there's like one paragraph and that was it. So I'm just kind of like, huh. And so I had to sort of rely on my fond memories of it as saying, yeah, that was a good movie. I mm-hmm. liked it. Um, so oh, that's like a metaphor for adulthood right there where you take something you loved so much as a kid and then... When you interact with it again, with a lifetime of experience between the two, it's just awful. Yeah. It. Yeah. It.
0: Well, it's funny because that only really happens with music and movies. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't happen with video games.
1: Oh no, that's true. I always love the video games I used yeah. to play as a kid. I'll
0: go back and play the games I watched my dad play as a mm-hmm. kid or whatever. And... Awesome. Yeah. Wonderful games.
1: Maybe it's the interaction part of it that we enjoy because it makes us feel yeah. like we're a kid again or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I was really, really, really extremely, incredibly, exponentially more disappointed with You didn't with even with want to movie. do this episode. I really didn't. I said, can I have a redo, please? Um, because I don't really know how much I can say about this movie because A, I feel bad for making you watch this. Um, B, like I really struggled to get through the movie like there multiple times and I was like I wanted to say can we turn this off yeah Um.
0: well good me too
1: but well to be fair you weren't in a great mood that day anyway, which also made me w- wasn't I no oh, which I also remember. made me feel even worse because I wanted to show you a happy movie and here we go
0: and it ended up just <laughs> being a big old pile of crap
1: um so yeah I struggled trying to think of what I would say about this movie um I think the parts of it that appealed to me when I was a kid was that fish out of water story. Um, I actually, like, I still enjoy that kind of story. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very formulaic, but it's one of those, like, familiar, comforting kind of stories to me. Um, And I completely forgot about the daughter character. Yeah. So, I think, I don't think I identified with her i think i'm probably more identified with the son which is weird because i'm not like him at all no um but uh, i don't know i wish that they had tried just a little bit harder (laughs) with this movie because they used every stereotype in the book for the family and for the people that they interact with throughout Mm -hmm. the movie and they didn't try to turn it on its head at all it was just very overworked dad mom feels invisible Son wants to be cool. Mm-hmm. Daughter wants to be noticed in her family
0: or even in <laughs> the film.
1: <laughs> yeah. Have somebody to hang out with. And then Uncle Nino, like I actually thought he was a pretty strong character. Um I agreed with what you said about how they didn't explain his jail experience. I mean, they,
0: they just threw it in there, but to be fair, they just threw everything in there.
1: Yeah, but like I I really liked the Uncle Nino character because I am such a big softy and I love characters who try their hardest Mm -hmm. to make everything right because I think that's what I do. Yeah. Like, I identified with him, I think, the most.
0: Um, Although. That's the thing. I don't know if if he is consciously trying to bring the family together. I think it just happens as a result of him being himself. Like, I really just think that he's kind of a clueless old guy. I don't
1: think so. I think there were several times where we kind of saw that he tried to bring the family together. He, um, like when the son, whose name I can't even remember. It doesn't awful. matter. He's the just the son. Spiky hair son who wore a shirt that said handsome devil or something like that.
0: Which, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> he, um, He came downstairs like the second day that Uncle Nino was there. And then Robert, the dad, said, hey, son, come say hello to your uncle. And so he comes over and he says, hello. And then um, Uncle Nino tries to, like, embrace him. And then the kid just kind of, like, walks away. and he's like, okay, bye. And then as he leaves, um, Robert is visibly, like, disappointed in his son. And so Uncle Nino kind of says, like, Roberto, family, um, most important thing or something like that. And he tries to, like, talk. And then Robert's like, you know what? Actually, I have to go to work. We'll talk about this later. And Uncle Nino sort of just gets like, ugh. Like, ugh. Like, he just wanted to explained to him that family was important as if he didn't already know or something um i think he tried to he got flowers for the mom to try to make her feel better about her life
0: yeah but he got them from the he stole them from the the sign at the beginning Because he didn't understand it was wrong Which, some of this stuff, you can't just be like, oh, well, he's Italian. Like, you should just know. Like, in Italy, can you just go to your neighbor's garden and pick flowers? He lives in, like, one of those
1: classic old school villages where...
0: So, this is what you need to find out for me. In Italy, (laughs) can you just go to your neighbor's house and just rip flowers out of the ground to give to somebody?
1: Probably if you have a good relationship with them.
0: But he didn't. I know. He just got there.
1: I know. Um, So, like...
0: That's that's my problem with his fish-out-of-water thing, is it's not just he's doing things because he's Italian. He's, like, actually delusional. <laughs> he has dementia. Like, what?
1: Maybe he does. I don't know. But they, they don't tell me that. I know. They just give
0: me a crazy old man who speaks a silly language and is really he's He's got some sort of Abraham Lincoln fetish, which is never explained. He's just like Abraham Lincoln's a great man. Why pick Abraham Lincoln? Is it just because he's American? There's like sixteen other Americans. Why why not Martin Luther King Jr.
1: 16 other
0: Americans you know why why not? Why not Rosa Parks? Why no, I get it. why not the why not Harvey Milk? like
1: I know. literally anybody else like, I, I why understand. not Zachary
0: Taylor, or William Howard Taft but okay. like there's sixty other presidents.
1: I understand. Why not
0: George Washington? Why not Benedict Arnold? Why not Adolf Hitler? Like, why is he, why is, why, and why is he putting Abraham Lincoln on his wine that he makes at home? Is it just because he likes him? And he, like, expects all Americans to like Abraham Lincoln, and then he says something like, Abraham Lincoln never smoked, which is, like, can easily be disproved by the simplest like, Abraham Lincoln smoked weed. Like, he grew weed at his cabin and smoked it at the end of a long day.
1: Okay. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um, Something that really bothered me, sort of changing... Well, actually, not really changing gears. Something that really bothered me upon this second viewing is that the scenes at the kids' school drove me up a wall because... We saw somewhere off in the distance that he was sort of having hard eyes for this girl. And we're
0: supposed... Oh, oh! oh can we just do this? What? Let's just name off all the tertiary characters that were supposed to uh, invite conflict into this movie that didn't actually do anything. So you go first. The girl. And then I'll go. The The neighbor the across the street who got TP'd. Mm-hmm. And then who's another one?
1: The boss.
0: Okay. The bullies at school. There's another one.
1: Um, oh, the, the neighborhood association lady. Yeah.
0: Um, so there's like six, right? Yeah. There's there's multiple characters that are in this movie that would be the antagonists mm-hmm. in a movie about the character they're supposed to be antagonists to.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the, the thing about the girl was that like we sort of saw off to a distance him like being in love with this girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. We don't know her name. We know that she's an upperclassman, I think. Mm -hmm. We know that he has a thing for her and he told his friend about it. And then we don't see or hear anything else about her until the very end when they're playing their song. She's looking up at him like he's the best thing in the world. Like they had had no interaction. We don't even know that they know each other. Yeah. yeah. they had had zero interaction throughout the entire movie. Um, His friends were pretty terrible. Like the, the one kid was all right.
0: The black kid was fine, yeah. Which we established.
1: The other one looked but, like a turtle.
0: <laughs> yeah, Adrian Brody nose kid
1: with spiky. No, he looked like a dinosaur with
0: like spiky red hair. Yeah, and he was like kind of racist. Kind of was. He 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 felt there there was it felt like there was some racism going on. Yeah, which is weird and was never addressed. Which just leads me to believe that the writers of the movie are racist. Mm-hmm. Which what also the way that they treated that old Italian man kind <laughs> of confirms that they're. T- the dramas in the movie are just racist people yeah. who don't understand children or family. You know, there's that old adage, write what you know. And these people were like machines who, don't, who weren't programmed to love. <laughs> like, this is r- literally like if that chatbot... Oh, what is the chatbot's name? Isn't it just chatbot? Is it just chatbot? I think so. It's like if you said, hey, chatbot, write me a child movie. <laughs> and then chatbot was like, I was not programmed to love. And you do go, I don't, I don't care, make me a movie. And then he did. And then... Okay, continue talking. You had things.
1: <laughs> um, Something else that I remembered when I saw this movie is a thing that my dad mentions every time we watch a movie with a teenager or a child in it. Okay, He'll say, we know that this is a kid's room because of all the posters all over the yeah. wall. Literally, the entire room is covered in posters. Yep. I have never seen a kid's room like that in real life.
0: I, I, as a kid, wanted to have my room covered in posters yeah, but because like, I'd you, seen it in movies so many times.
1: Exactly. I didn't have the money for that many freaking posters. I know. It was I insane. had posters
0: for stuff I didn't give a crap about because I just wanted posters.
1: It's weird because, like, and I totally, like, believe it, like, that that's a thing. Like, you know it's kids' room because it's relatively spotless and there are tons of posters all over mm-hmm. the walls, which is pretty much exactly the opposite of what most real kids' bedrooms are like. Yeah. Um, I did really think it was funny that he had a framed picture of Britney Spears in his room and Uncle Nino thought it was his girlfriend.
0: <laughs> and his way of asking was like, "Do you give this girl flowers?" Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a euphemism for having sex with. I don't it's like, think oh, so. you, "You give this you give this girl flowers," right? Like <laughs> I gave your aunt some flowers once. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Yeah, it was Yeah, yeah, this movie.
0: Can, can Do you have more about the story and the characters? Or can I start yelling about the other thing that, that I really, really hated about this
1: movie? Oh, go for it.
0: It looked terrible. It really did. <laughs> oh my god, this movie was so ugly. So last week, or last episode, we talked about The Witch. Mm-hmm. Which was shot very deliberately with only natural available light. And so they really had to, you know, make it so so that the the... The blocking counted and the camera placement counted because they, they were really limiting themselves. This movie did something that we are always yelled at at work at the TV studio where, where, where I work, which is never shoot somebody with a window behind them because it looks <laughs> terrible. And so this is what they did in this movie. They put someone in front of a window and they said, oh, no, they're in silhouette because the backlight is too bright. Let's just turn the iris up. So they open the iris of the camera. And what that does is it makes the window, all the light coming through the window, get super fuzzy and bleed out. Mm. So what you had were sets of houses, but you couldn't tell because it was washed out to hell because like I didn't even know if there were window panes on the windows because it was just this ball of white Mm -hmm. behind a person and they're just like well we got to open the camera up because we can't put a light in front of the person (sighs) and it's so bad And and it's funny and it's probably worse because they're doing this in movies a lot more, where they're just they think it's cool. They saw they saw Gone Girl, mm-hmm. and and now every every cinematographer is like, we gotta we gotta put them in front of a window so they're in silhouette because then it's cool. Um, and you're only really supposed to do that if it's a moody movie, mm-hmm. you know. If if you need to have darkness and shadow, otherwise you just can't tell if your actor is acting or not. Like you can do that in Gone Girl because because Ben Affleck is a good actor, like he can emote. <laughs> You know, he can use body language and and line delivery to to let you know how he's feeling because you can't see his freaking face, okay? Um, This, like, they obviously didn't do that in this movie. I don't know why they did it. I think I know why they did it. I'll posit why they did it. Mm -hmm. They wanted everything to look fuzzy and warm. And so by having really bright backlights, you make everything look actually fuzzy by turning the iris all the way up. Um, but it just looked bad. Like, it looked like something that they did in the late 90s, early 2000s. Like, it really dated the film and was really distracting. Which is why I don't remember what happened or in what order, because (laughs) the entire time I was just trying not to vomit, because each image was so ugly.
1: Yeah, it, the whole production value of it felt very amateurish. Um, like, it was just, like, it was sort of just ugly and, like, very... I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it definitely did not portray the feeling they were trying to get across. No. Um Yeah, there are like there are a lot of like goofs and stuff that I noticed also. Oh. Yeah, like um the kid, he wears the same shirt to school two days in a row. Yep. Um which one it's a shirt as hideous as saying handsome devil on it. You think he wouldn't wear that twice in a mm-hmm. row. Um and then he Also, changes clothes in the middle of a scene. Oh, he yeah, he's wearing like a blue shirt, and then the next cut to him, he's wearing like a jacket and a red shirt or something. Um, yeah, there were lots, and then there are like some times where even just the actors weren't good. Like the only one who was decent was the dad and Uncle Nino. Everyone else was pretty bad. Well, the
0: dad has moved on to being criminal minds. Yeah,
1: Joe Montana. I think his name is. So
0: he he went on to be demoted from movies to TV. Um, which in, in the pre like Netflix original series era just basically means you're a crap actor. It's kind of a death sentence.
1: Well, maybe
0: Uh, not so much anymore, but (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, it used to be like, yeah, the mom, like I feel like the mom was somebody too. Like I've heard her name before. It's Ann Archer. I
0: don't even remember what she looks like.
1: I don't think she was all that great, but it could just be because she wasn't given anything to work with. Yeah. Um she had the very disgruntled housewife kind of role mm-hmm. and she wanted something more but she couldn't get to it or something. I don't know. Like they could have even done something a little interesting and like flipped the mom's and the dad's roles or something. Yeah. Like that would have been even just a little like one notch higher on the scale of how terrible or how terrible this movie was or something. Like make the mom a career woman who doesn't have time for her kids. Make the dad
0: feel emasculated be, because of it or something. Yeah,
1: something. Like even just turning it a little bit would have been something. Um And then the son, he was like, he wasn't a very good actor, I don't think. No. I don't know if he's gone on to do anything. Um the 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 friends, they weren't great. The daughter
0: She was in a, a minute scene. of the movie.
1: Um like there are like I feel like we were forced to make a lot of leaps in this in the comprehension of this movie actually. Yeah. Um because well first of all, so they moved to this town, the suburb of Chicago recently. Recently. But now the dad is also trying to get a promotion which would take him to Toronto.
0: He moved for work?
1: Yes. He moved for work.
0: Yeah.
1: And now he's trying to get a promotion. You think you wouldn't wait to move until after you get a promotion
0: well i think he had to move for work i don't think the promotion would have brought him to toronto it was just they were the clients they wanted were in toronto but again we don't know because the script is so bad
1: yeah we don't know anything really um but then the the neighbor across the street makes some sort of comment to the dad where he says i moved to this neighborhood to get away from hooligans just like you did or something Which could just be the neighbor saying, your kid's a hooligan. But, I don't know. Just like, there are just things that, like, we are expected to say, yeah, that makes sense. But they really didn't make sense.
0: It's kind of like they had college students write this movie Mm -hmm. um, over the course of multiple semesters. So, it was different classes. (laughs) And they said, okay, in this scene, we need to have conflict between the neighbor and the dad.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like and i want i wish there was something more for the daughter than wanting a dog because like what does that have to do with anything
0: she she hoards mail and and she <laughs> wants a dog wants a dog which the hoarding mail thing like if this was like a little miss sunshine type of movie like that would be interesting yeah, you know like, they done like something why, why does bad? she do that does you know maybe that's her way of trying to get the family more connected because then they she's like in control of the mm-hmm. communication with the outside. they don't do that she just hoards it because she wants catalogs because she has a vagina that's <laughs> you know and she wants a dog because little girls like dogs i guess and the boys in a band because little boys like rock music
1: i guess i don't know it was it was overall highly disappointing and i honestly don't know like maybe that's why i forgot what this movie was about aside from the italian uncle coming to stay with them because literally nothing else in the movie mattered yep That's it. That's all like that's the takeaway from the movie is the fish out of water story with Uncle Nino and everything else was just was just packed
0: in there because some dumb, cynical, money grubbing Hollywood executive said, well, we need to have this in the movie and we need to have this in the movie and we need to have this in the movie. And he said too many things and the writers didn't know how to do it. Mm hmm. And like, yeah, like, especially since this was a kid's movie, like, yeah, we had to make too many leaps in logic and assumptions about this movie. Our brains had to work so much harder. Mm-hmm. Like, my brain had to work as hard as watching some, like, abstract art film. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, who's who's that guy and why is he a butterfly now? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, oh, that's that's because that's it's a metaphor for this. Like, in this movie, I had to think just as hard <laughs> yeah, and interpret just as much because there's so so many things in the movie. Mm -hmm. It's like they made the first cut of the movie and they said, this isn't good. Put in more things. (laughs)
1: It's an hour too short. Put in more things. Um, So we kind of talked about this, like we mentioned it, how Uncle Nino made a garden in the front of their house.
0: Yeah, and then leaves before anything he even had a chance to grow.
1: But, okay, so... And it's a really ugly garden, too,
0: once everything is grown in.
1: So... He wanted to make this garden, which it wasn't clear to us why until after he had already done it, but he had a photo of Robert, the dad, smiling in the garden and said that Robert was always happy when he was in the garden. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to do this as some very kind gesture for the family to give the dad something to be happy about.
0: Which, you know, is another one of those dumb, lazy pieces of writing. And, And it is actually something that old people do. Where they're like, oh, I remember when you were five, you liked dinosaurs, Mm -hmm. so I bought you an actual dinosaur. (laughs) And they're like, oh, but what do I do with this Triceratops now? And they're like, but don't you like like dinosaurs, though? Right. It's like, yeah, but now I have a Triceratops, which that would have been a better (laughs) movie. What if Uncle Nino said, you know, Robert, I remember you liking dinosaurs, so I bought you a house in Jurassic Park. (laughs) He's like, I can't move my family to Jurassic Park. And then, like... The daughter who wanted a dog now has like a little diplodocus, you know, and she's she's like riding it around, and the son is is like making like cool avant-garde hip hop with like T Rex roars, you know, samples, and and the mother she still just gets drunk on wine and gets eaten by like an allosaurus or something like that would have been a better movie. Can we mix this movie with Jurassic Park? Let's
1: do it. That'll be our that'll be our special feature for okay. this episode. We are going to make a trailer for this movie that will never come into existence i'm sure um but i thought it was a nice gesture and i thought that the dad overreacted a whole bunch like i know that he spent a lot of money to put that nice grass down yada yada but you'd think he would have learned from all of the things that have happened since uncle nino came that he might have to explain to uncle nino how this garden should be made what's not okay and like this is a suburb with a housing association there are rules Mm -hmm. so make sure you follow them um and i thought it was interesting that literally nobody in the neighborhood like came up to him and said what are you doing except for the neighbor across the street the busybody guy who flicked the cigarettes like they didn't say you just tore up your lawn that you put in last week or something
0: well again you might have had that in the the first cut of this movie that was six hours long with all those (laughs) extra characters that ended up not doing anything with the homeowners association lady Mm -hmm. um but again again this is the thing that bugs me about uncle nino is that he just does things like that's And you can't just be like, oh, well, he's old and Italian because, like, he's still a rational human being. Like, this movie is really racist against Italian people because it makes them seem like completely irrational people who just do shit. (laughs) You know? He's just like, oh, well, it's 1 p.m. It's time to drink some wine with lunch. Like, I know that they do that in Italy, but, like, the mom should be like, ah no, this is just not how we do things here. But instead, she's like, oh, yeah, let's get some wine.
1: Well, she's trying to be accommodating for her new house guest. Um, So I have a question for you. Okay. Did you think that when Robert came in to Uncle Nino's bedroom as he was packing up and, like, explaining to him, I'm sorry, I know what you've been trying to do, I appreciate it, did you think Uncle Nino was going to (laughs) die
0: No, but it would have made the movie better. <laughs> or 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 if Uncle Nino was already dead when he came into a apologize. Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
1: Like that's the vibe I was getting with the music. Just it get, was sort of ominous. Oh my
0: god, the music. It was bad. So this movie was Hallmark card the movie. You know how you mm-hmm. know how they had like in the early twenty tens they had like they were they made a battleship movie and they like mm-hmm. got the rights to like monopoly the board game to make a movie? Yeah. At some point, someone bought Hallmark Card the movie, and this is what this movie turned into.
1: It's actually not a bad way to say it. All right. So, so, um, do you have trivia? I have two pieces of trivia. That's all we need. That's all there was on this movie. Let's see. Let me get back to it here. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to say before I get into the trivia?
0: Please don't watch this movie.
1: I'm really sorry, everyone. <laughs> you can hate me if you want.
0: No, you can't hate my wife.
1: <laughs> All right. First piece of trivia. The little girl that plays Gina, the daughter, is Joe Montana's real-life daughter. I don't care. <laughs> now, the second piece of trivia is actually interesting. and Is it going to
0: save the movie? No. <laughs>
1: However, it's...
0: It was an avant-garde performance piece commissioned by Marina Abramovich.
1: No, it reminds me of why I think I originally, initially liked this movie as a kid. Dope. Oh. But it has nothing to do with the story or anything. Oh! Did I build it up enough? Are you, are you just dying to see what this piece of trivia is?
0: Oh, I'm dying.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. The film premiered in a theater in Grand Rapids, Michigan. While the film received minimal advertising, it became a surprise sleeper hit. It remained in that theater for over a year until it was finally released nationwide in early 2005. So this movie was solely released in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is where we live. Mm -hmm. It was a big deal when we were kids. And I'm really surprised you didn't hear about this movie. Yeah,
0: I I have no, I had no.
1: So our school district, like they made a big deal out of this movie. And like classes took field trips to go see this movie. Like, they, some of the actors came here and, like, brought them into classrooms. They did interviews with kids and the actors after watching this movie. It was, like, a thing.
0: I was not a part of this at all. So, 2005.
1: So, 2004 is technically when was out here only.
0: So, that's 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, we would have been... 12. 12. Which means we would have been in fifth grade. So I was in sixth grade when I was 12. So... so Okay, so sixth grade
1: mm-hmm. but yeah, it was a thing it was so
0: sixth grade this was not a thing at Valleywood,
1: but it was like i like I very vividly remember going through that um Campbell Public Schools newsletter that I got sent home and like having the entire front page just dedicated to this movie and how the actors were hanging out with students and stuff like that. It was definitely a thing. <laughs> And I think that's part of why I liked it as a kid, because, like, nothing cool ever happened in Grand Rapids.
0: Still hasn't.
1: <laughs> True. So. At least not, and, until,
0: not to that point.
1: But the thing is, I have no idea why it premiered here and only here. It wasn't filmed here. Nope. Like.
0: It was filmed in Chicago and in and in Italy.
1: Italy. Like, as far as I know, none of the people in the movie or involved in the making of the movie we're from Green Rapids. However, it was a very do you, Do you know that Dove Family Film Festival thing where it takes all of the wholesome Christiany movies and says, "Yep, this is okay for your kids to watch." Probably. This was a big thing for them, which, um, given the climate of our the like cultural climate of where we live, that makes sense. That that was a thing.
0: Why do Christians hate good movies?
1: So anyway, sharing that. everything
0: show at gmail.com, everybody.
1: <laughs> Tell right. me why
0: Christians hate good movies.
1: So now we're going to uh, do a little.
0: Oh, something. I have a theory. Oh, I have a, a theory. theory. Okay. My theory is Grand Rapids is the only place where it tested well. Mm-hmm. And so they had a big, they decided to use their entire marketing budget on only Grand Rapids.
1: Oh, here's the other thing. Is that when this movie came out in Grand Rapids and it was only here for like the entire, an entire year, Mm -hmm. like you couldn't see it anywhere else in the country? It had like a nine on IMDb. And then as soon as it got wide release, it just plummeted.
0: So Grand Rapids just in 2004 had an awful, yeah, awful, yeah, awful taste in movies at the time.
1: (laughs) So that was fun. Okay. Well, we're going to roll out our new segment here on sharing everything
0: survey questions yes
1: so basically we have just a whole um, we have a list of questions that we are going to pick and choose from for each episode and then whoever chooses the movie that week and this week it was me and I apologize profusely for what I chose um, I'm going to ask my lovely husband to answer three of these questions for us are you ready born ready (laughs) all right so (laughs) which character would you least like to be trapped in an elevator with
0: um the son's white friend (laughs) yeah I would I would kill (laughs) that child
1: yeah what what do you think you guys would do in that elevator before you killed him
0: um bicker about he would probably try to light a cigarette and I would be like you're an idiot and then he would whine and then I would just I would take the cigarette out of his mouth and 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 smoke the whole thing in one breath and say (laughs) you're you're a pussy and then he would push me and then I would just murder him I would kill him like Ryan Gosling doesn't drive that's the second week in a row I've mentioned drive
1: (laughs) it's very vivid thank you (laughs) um let's see which character in this movie do you think would be the first to die if this were a horror movie? The sun, Yeah.
0: Or the son's white friend. <laughs> of of the main characters?
1: Any character.
0: Uh, oh, any character? Well, it would be the black guy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and then the son's there white friend. There was
1: another black character, though. What? Yeah. Where? Um, One of the mom's co-workers at the store she worked at. She oh, had, like, she was eyes. a black lady. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, definitely her then. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, and finally, pick three relevant items or props from this movie that you'd want with you if you were stuck on a deserted island.
0: The Abraham Lincoln wine, the tomato seeds, and um, probably like, like the, the guitar. Or no, I don't know what i would would I rather try to learn guitar or violin on a deserted island, maybe violin okay it would keep the a- uh, animals away because it'd be howling like that's all true. the dogs in the neighborhood did which why didn't he hear that like literally every animal with an earshot was screaming in pain?
1: He probably thought they were joining in
0: oh that's that's how how dogs in Italy <laughs> express happiness by going
1: Oh <laughs> You never know, dear. Okay, so you would uh you'd take the seeds to grow some food. That's pretty mm-hmm. smart. I'd
0: take the wine to get drunk.
1: But then like once it's gone, it's gone.
0: I I don't know. Then I would use the bottle as a tool. I would like break it and use the glass as like a knife. Okay. Sounds um and definitely. then I'd probably take the the violin. Sounds to, good. To at least use as firewood.
1: <laughs> Not like <laughs> entertainment to keep you sane.
0: Well, maybe. <laughs>
1: okay. Alright, do you have anything else you would like to say about this lovely, lovely movie?
0: I don't know. I want to feel bad for for hating and tearing this movie apart so much because I know that there were a lot of people who really worked hard in this movie and really believed in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I know that a lot of times people say things like, you know, People worked hard on this, you, sh- you should give it another chance, or let's see you make a movie that's, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and my response to that is, if the people tried so hard and it turned out this poorly, then they're not cut out for the movie industry, and they should find a different job that they can do better, because they're doing themselves and the world a disservice, and... I do actually believe that if I had the budget and time frame that this movie had exactly, I could make a better children's film.
1: I am positive you are correct.
0: So if someone would like to give me the $20 that it took to make this movie, I will make a better feature length film in as much time as it took this movie to make.
1: Well, the one positive we have gained from this experience is that I have officially broken in the podcast with our first dud.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't like unforgiven,
1: however, I but you did yeah. both of us hated this movie. that's true, so like we can't get any lower than that, <laughs> so we don't have to be nervous about our picks anymore because they really can't be worse. Um,
0: this is probably one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> it's up there,
1: um, yeah, so, yeah. I actually I am nervous though for my next pick. Yeah. Yeah, I really am.
0: You don't want this to become your legacy.
1: No, I don't. I have to I have
0: you to You have to pick a winner. Now. I have to. Otherwise I'll divorce you.
1: Oh no. I why do I kind of believe you?
0: Why? Yeah, why do you kind of believe me? Okay. I'm not <laughs> that awful as a husband. I want so, this on the record. Joe. What?
1: Would you like to tell people where they can find us and or contact us?
0: Uh Noisemakerjoe.com slash sharing everything is the website. We're on iTunes, which you probably know because you're probably listening to us on iTunes. Give us a five star review. Yes, please. Also, sharing everything show at gmail.com. Tell us what movies you want us to watch. You can share that with us. Hey, you can hmm, dissent if you've seen this movie and love it. Tell us why you love it. I'll tell you why please you're do. wrong. <laughs> and uh, if you similarly hate this movie, email us. And, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Joe, what are you planning to show us next week?
0: Next week, we're watching a movie that you actually requested.
1: We sure are.
0: Yeah. You said, hey, I've never seen Guardians of the Galaxy. I want to see that movie. And I said, oh, I have seen it. Let's do it for the podcast.
1: Yay. And so we're gonna. I can't wait.
0: Me neither.
1: Until then, keep talking. Keep loving.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And keep... Sharing. Aww.
0: Aww. I